0: boost conversion at an average order value. With free bold apps for 14 days, there's no excuse not to try and boost your sales this year. To get this special offer, go to boldcommerce.com slash kurt. That's boldcommerce.com slash k-u-r-t.
1: I have a confession to make. Yes? My website, mm-hmm. it's not on Shopify. Oh, no! What? Would it be hard to get it on Shopify? If you were to, say, migrate that website? If I wanted to migrate? I mean, I've been running a Magento store for 10 years. I don't know if you know about this. This is not true. <laughs> You're full of lies. Uh, my Magento store does very well. This is like a side gig for me. I just come in because I need someone to talk to. This What? My Magento store, it's very successful. I don't need. I don't need any of this bullshit in here. Uh but if I wanted to migrate my very successful Magento store to Shopify, do you know anyone I could talk to about that?
0: Ooh. I know several people. Wait a second, I think this is a setup. I don't think you even have a Magento store. I think this is all lies. Uh I I do know a few folks. Not just us. I know some some people at uh, some Shopify folk who can guide us on that i know some some apps some partners some shopify partners uh some some team members on our i know a cast of characters who would be happy to jump on the opportunity to migrate your fictitious magento store to shopify paul
1: rita uh all right that's uh, that's like too many people do i need an entire cast of characters i think i just need like one guy who could know knows how to like do spreadsheets Okay, that's all it is right just doing spreadsheets
0: uh, yes, actually. <laughs> yes, that really... A data migration between platforms, regardless of what those platforms are, you're going to be a spreadsheet jockey. We're talking about spreadsheets, my favorite title. I, get, I have goosebumps <laughs> thinking about spreadsheet. This is going to be a good episode. This is the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster, a.k.a. Tech Nasty. I'm joined by show producer Paul Rita. Producer Paul. Ew. Ew. <laughs> and today, we are going to learn how to migrate to Shopify. So if you're already on Shopify,
1: you could probably quit listening. No! Just to be clear, when we talk about spreadsheets, we're not talking about like XLS files or XLS files like Excel files or whatever the LibreOffice one is or whatever the, <laughs> the other ones are. We're talking pure, raw, uncut csvs mm,
0: comma separated values. csv real,
1: the real the hard stuff
0: yeah i'm i'm a big dork so i like to do everything i can in plain text for me any formatting applied by an application i'm like please you are just an additional layer between me and the computer just bring me closer to that cyberspace all right i want to get in the metaverse with zuckerberg and plain text lets us do that a csv comma separated value file is a plain text spreadsheet Ooh. Very exciting. And so when we talk about data portability, when we import or export stuff in uh, Shopify, uh, it it's all all
1: CSV. I mean, that's why your nickname was Zero Cool, right? <laughs> when you were a 90s hacker?
0: and In Hackers, yes. Yeah, I went by Zero Cool. The movie Hackers is actually inspired by my real-life events, even though I think I was like 12 when that movie came out. So we've done store migrations in the past and the reality is it's always you're going to move data from a store that isn't shopify to a store
1: that is shopify because if you're already on shopify the stuff's already there
0: in well we can address hey if for whatever reason you had to migrate or clone a store in shopify uh there are several apps that'll do it for you like i know rewind makes one i think it's called replay i'd have to look it up um, or you export everything a spreadsheet with a tool like Matrixify, formerly Excelify. And spoiler alert: Matrixify becomes the star of this episode.
1: What if I have a store that needs to be English and French because of the damn Canadians?
0: All right, so that is the one,
2: <laughs>
0: the one really hard part. And I learned uh, talking to someone who has a Canadian store that there are there are French language cops. Who will track you down yeah. if you do not have your stuff in French or have not at least made a tremendous and obvious effort to getting it into French. Then it gets tougher. And so actually we I talked to a, a Shopify launch engineer and asked them their opinion, I asked some other people their opinion. And the answer really was was fairly consistent, it was like, yeah, you, could, you probably want to use this app called Langify. Mm-hmm. And I guess what's really cool about it, you know, upfront getting the other languages in to Shopify, and there's multiple ways to do that. Like there, there's several ways to do it, but then how do you maintain it going forward? And the really cool thing that people love about Langify, I, I have learned here, is it gives you a point and click interface. Like, once it's done. So you could load up the webs- your own website in this Langify editor and be like, oh, this is mistranslated. Click, edit, update, done. This sounds very good. That is, what we did learn, though, is moving multiple languages across from a platform that has may run, like, multilingual store. That prob- that's, like, your most complex scenario. So I'm going to say right now.
1: More complex than, like, a giant pr- crazy product catalog?
0: Oh, 100%. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. What's funny about the giant, crazy product catalog... because yeah, I
1: mean, I have like a 1,000 SKUs in my Magento store, so God, I was worried.
0: That's not even that crazy. <laughs> I I meant 10,000. I 10,000. 10, All right, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> the one we're working on now is 200,000 SKUs. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Yeah. The biggest one we did, the, the biggest catalog we've messed with is about
1: half a million SKUs. That's too many products.
0: The problem you get in there is your spreadsheet software starts to disagree with you about the sanity of opening this file. And so that's where you, in those scenarios, like if you've got that much data to deal with, eh, you're better off getting, going even nerdier than where I'm at, and you need like a super nerd, you could put that stuff in a SQL database and then do scripting on it. You could see my level of confidence on SQL
1: databases like really dropped off a cliff there. So what you're saying, instead of zero cool, we got to find acid burn?
0: Joke. Yo, <laughs> did you have like the IMDB <laughs> open for the movie Hackers just going through the cast? <laughs> Had I known, I would have been downloading some like hacker sound effects. <laughs> All right, so when we we're talking about what we can import into Shopify, I was like,
1: what are we discussing here? The whole Ugh. shebang. I mean, my store needs to be on Shopify and every piece of data I have is absolutely necessary to the working of my store, Kurt.
0: Oh, oh, oh. All right. So the stuff we could get into Shopify catalog, we get the catalog in. So that's really it's like products with images, our our collections, which like pretty much every platform is going to call those categories. Um, our pages, our blog posts, which I've discovered blog posts could be a pain because they often have images in them, and now how are, are, like, the chances are those image files are going to break. So, like, that one's a tough one.
1: Yeah, because the URL is, like, probably hard-coded in the blog post as pointing to something that's hosted on the old store. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's where, like, often an automation isn't going to work, and you're going to need your your spreadsheet jockey or your database nerd to do some, like, find-replace.
1: Those are two different species yeah. of people that will.
0: Yeah, I'm spreadsheet jockey. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then we will be joined later by our, our team member, Carl
1: Meisterheim. Who's a database nerd? Yeah. By the way, his name really is Meisterheim. It's like a normal name. Yeah,
0: Carl Meisterheim. It's it's, fun to say, though.
1: It's not like a weird name that you got to call it out like
0: that. Uh, Well, now I feel like a jerk. Yeah. Mm. So, you could move that stuff across. And then also customs orders. And then even other platforms will do a metafield equivalent thing called custom fields. You can now migrate that over into metafields as well. And then, aha, all this stuff is going to have different URL structures. Well, it turns out like doing... That's like the least scary thing to fix using URL redirects. So so I can get the data into Shopify. Yeah. As long as I could format it in a sane fashion. Shopify's really good with like being able to import spreadsheets. Uh
1: you know, you're like okay smart. <laughs> but He's like
0: moderately intelligent. You're like
1: yeah, you're I could like, string a sentence together. You're fine. You're like replacement level smart. <laughs> Is there Someone smarter I, than you I could talk to about this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. This episode, we're going to need some backup. And so I I talked to Stuart Natman. He is a merchant success manager at Shopify and formerly a longtime Shopify partner at a uh, successful New Zealand agency, Lucid. And he gave us a lot of advice, and I have sound clips for this episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I was setting up. I know that. I <sighs>
0: So, knowing that in most scenarios we can import most everything, we need to figure out what we actually want to import. Because earlier you said like, well, I want all 100% of my store. Yeah. It turns out you may, maybe, maybe not. Now let's hear what uh, Mr. Natman has to say here.
2: Building yourself a checklist and, and going through everything and just doing a bit of a mental audit to say, okay, I know where everything is. And like using the analogy of moving house, right? You kind of need to take stock of what you've got. And it gives you a really, really good opportunity at that point to look at certain things and go, well, I know I need to do this. I want to keep this, but I don't actually need to keep that. And I can get rid of that. Or I'm going to need this new thing and I can replace it. So his, his advice for
0: step one really was, he said, all right, make a checklist. And the analogy to use here is, which I loved, was this is like
1: moving. You know, when you, anyone who's moved realizes. Oh, yeah, you throw all your shit out. Yeah. You're like, I obviously want to move all my shit. But then when you actually have to think about it. Eh, you just want to throw half that shit out.
0: Yeah. As soon as you're moving quickly, your threshold for what does and doesn't spark joy really <laughs> uh, changes. And suddenly you're donating a lot more stuff than you otherwise would have. And so the same is true here where it's like, all right make a list of this is the stuff we want to migrate over but i was talking about how oh you, you know one of the weird call outs or catch outs maybe in my blog i've embedded these images in a weird way and so when i bring them over either they're going to be broken or it's going to be like an extra 20 hours of hassle to get those images to work or even if i get them over and this is one and i've run into all these scenarios even if i get them over cuz there it was it was a you know They were published seven years ago. It's like got really tiny
1: postage stamp images. it's like 320 by 320. Yeah, and uh, it just uh, looks
0: weird in my new layout. Yeah. Um, So maybe you think, you know, you're like, all right, hold on, is this worth it? And then you check Google Analytics and go, oh, it's not. You know, the less stuff you have to migrate over, the better, it makes your life easier. So if you have scenarios like that where you're like, all right, I'm willing to let this go or this isn't worth the hassle to move, okay, great. You know that's going to make the entire process easier, faster, you know, cheaper. You'll lose less hair pulling it out in the process. So you make your list, and you know you can import it into Shopify. All right, so we're good there. The other problem is I got to get the data out of the old platform, and I think at this point, pretty much every platform is going to give you some affordance for just export a CSV of what I want, either native in it or you know in. Um, like there like,
1: will be like an app or something that'll help you get out.
0: Yeah, like I remember years ago, PrestaShop, happy to let you import stuff via CSV, but if you wanted to export your stuff, uh, that was like you had to go pay 50 bucks for an app. I'm sure it's changed now. You know, I'm dumping on a platform I haven't used in years. But it, like in Shopify, uh, well, honestly, we're spoiled by the ease of use with CSVs because just about everything in Shopify has like import exports in the corner. And you could say like, I want to import everything or filter and just... Or export, filter and export only this stuff. That I have discovered is a fairly unique thing to Shopify. Like in Magento, it's alright, you gotta go in settings and then you know pick your catalog and it just gives you the whole thing. So again, here's where uh, I might need a my worst case scenario is I may need a database, a database guru who mm-hmm. can go and like query the database directly and export everything. But ideally if I could just get it out as a CSV, life gets easier. But there's another call out here. Some of your data may not necessarily be in the platform. Like customers, orders, products. Oh, it's all in that platform. What about subscriptions? What about, like, that's just a nightmare in itself. What about reviews? Reviews are rarely in the platform. It's usually in a third-party well, app. Well,
1: that, that but Those would be in an app. Those would be in, like, Stamped or Yacht po or something like that, right?
0: Potentially. So we've got, this came up uh, with Stuart, I got a. Another clip. Here we go. Uh, let's see. What, what are we on
2: here? 6-2. Uh, knowing, doing some research and sort of knowing, okay, well, I need reviews. How am I going to get reviews? Um, what options are there for me? And so looking at, you know, the different apps that will allow you to do that, whether that's uh, Yotpo or Kendo or whatever that is. If you can align yourself with one of those um, review apps, they're going to have options for you to try and make your life easier as well. Migration is a team sport. You're not necessarily gonna be doing this just by yourself. You might be in a position where you're gonna do this by yourself, but I think if we're thinking about like, you're an established business, you're a a bigger business, you probably already have a team. There are uh, lots of other people you can draw on as well.
0: Excuse me, do you know where 4th Street is? Yeah, up here, make right. Or uh, no, make left. No, no, make right. Man, this person doesn't know what she's talking about. But you know who does know what they're talking about? Zipify Pages, the most powerful landing page and sales funnel builder on Shopify. All their templates are tested and proven by a $100 million e-commerce brand. So you know their stuff actually works. Finally, someone who knows what they're talking about. You can copy entire templates like opt-in pages, product pages, or holiday promos, or use the drag and drop builder to create your own custom layouts then publish your pages directly onto your Shopify store. That means no plugins and no subdomains. So setup is easy and tracking is even easier. And you don't need a designer or developer. Plus all pages are optimized for mobile and built-in split testing helps you maximize your results. It's no wonder Zipify Pages is used by over 5,700 Shopify merchants. To start your 14 day free trial, go to zipify.com slash Kurt. That's Z I P I F Y dot com slash K U R T. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. So, the, the line I love from Stuart is migration is a team sport. And his advice was you, in a, a data migration, especially for like a, a larger, more established business, that just by virtue of being older and bigger has more data and pieces, uh, you feel free to just lean on whoever you need to lean on. And his advice was, in the case of reviews, it's probably in an app, and you're probably going to Shopify. You're going to be using an app. So hit up their support and tell them. like They want the customer, and you are absolutely not the first person to come to these apps and say, hey, I've got this data that I'm trying to get onto your platform so that I could please use your platform as a new customer. Or maybe, you know, sometimes uh, in a lot of these apps, they're already cross-platform. So you can go to them and go, hey, we're migrating. We're keeping you as long as we could make this work. And we're going from, you know, X platform to Shopify. Help. And so I, his advice was, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help here uh, when the data is not in platform. And that's been my experience with reviews app Is reviews apps is you're not the first person to ask. So just ask them, how do other people do this? And they're happy to tell you and happy to help.
1: So we know what we're taking out. Mm-hmm. We know what we're keeping. Yep, We know how to get it out. Now we got a giant messy pile of CSVs that a human can't even read. Now what do I do? <laughs> Once, all right, so
0: yeah, you're right. We've, we've indexed it. We now have just a big folder of CSVs potentially it's like, this hopefully. is hopefully, hopefully <laughs> like, all right, here's all our data. It's, you know, several megabytes of I just got, yeah
1: text. I got 10 CSVs. One of them has a hundred thousand products in it. It barfs. If I try to open it on my laptop, uh, now what do I do? All right. So at its core, if you wanted to,
0: you could, and you know, on your, your, your fictitious Magento store that not, I don't believe in.
1: Not fictitious. Very, very,
0: very not real. Successful. <laughs> you're only here because, what, well, like a charity case? You're just here to be my friend. You know, it's
1: like I just you you need something to do. I can't spend <laughs> every day on my yacht. Pssh. I know you like you can only buy so many Lambos. Well, you know, it's like I come in here and you're just like, I gotta pay my mortgage, and I'm like, wow, what's that like? <laughs> like I just, it's just like going to the zoo, kinda. I get to see what the plebs look like.
0: Uh, All right. Yeah. So, so we have a folder with a bunch of CSVs in it, and we want to get those into Shopify. And you could, there's a number of tools here. If it, the data's not terribly complex, you could just remap it in, in, in your spreadsheet and just import it in the format that Shopify wants. That's like your easiest case scenario and probably not going to happen. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't even bother with this, attempting this. Unless it was like, well, I got you know thirty products and I don't feel like copying and pasting. The other tools are Shopify itself has a couple tools. There's store importer, which uh, works pretty well, but doesn't support Magento, so in this use case, didn't help us. Um, and they have another tool specific to Magento, uh, but it it has some limitations. It does not grab. Um, it can't my I forget which specifically, but it couldn't do like every possible entity and use case that we wanted. And so I, I asked uh, Stuart about this because I don't want to spin my wheels and I have to try every single thing. And plus, when you're dealing with these huge sums of data, it, it could take uh, day, hours to days. You, I could imagine a universe in which it takes a week to move all the data over. Um, so you know, I don't want to be like, well, we, you know, we spent a week on one tool and it didn't work. Well, then we try to spend another. It's just not worthwhile. And so let's ask someone who's done it before what
2: to do. I would definitely recommend, if you can, hire an agency that has done this before. They're going to know all of the steps. They're going to know all of the the pitfalls. They're going to be able to look at your specific case and say, this is what we need to do when we get to this point. Now, they're not necessarily going to be able to do everything for you. There will be homework. They will guide you and they will help you to do that. So my, my recommendation is they will use... Um, a bunch of tools. There's a Shopify import tool, which is an app on the Shopify app store, but there's also a couple of other third-party ones. Uh, Matrixifying, for many years, is um, when I get to a point and I'm like, oh, I need to go and double-check the Matrixify documentation on this piece. It's, It's super, super helpful. And even reaching out to their team when we've been stuck in the past and their support is amazing.
0: So when someone who has worked both as a Shopify partner... And as the Shopify merchant success manager tells you, X app for this scenario is their secret weapon cheat code. You just skip to using that one, right? He said Matrixify works, it does the job, and it has great support and great documentation.
1: Ooh, I love those two things. I love all of that. (laughs) You love reading documentation.
0: Oh, I do. Give me some good documents to read. (laughs) And, yeah, truly, like, that's one of the things that attracted us to the Shopify platform 10 years ago. We were like, man, this... This documentation is good and up-to-date.
1: <laughs> yeah, PrestaShop 10 years ago. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. Not good.
0: And it was written in French. Um, poor PrestaShop. We really don't put on PrestaShop this episode. Well, PrestaShop was awful 10 years ago.
1: That's it. That's the only thing we have to say is 10 years ago.
0: We had one client on it, and they are now on Shopify Plus and thriving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, really, I, I took Stuart's advice to heart, which was like, just skip straight to using Matrixify. And so on this most recent uh, data migration job where we go from Magento to Shopify Plus, that's what we did. We're going to start with Matrixify, and you know, the advantage to it is it just works. I mean, it literally, because what Matrixify is meant for, it's like primary use cases. I just I want to be able to manipulate any and all of the data in my Shopify store with a sane spreadsheet. And it works phenomenally well at that. It has gotten me out of many uh, jams that I would have otherwise had to just do a lot of copying and pasting for many hours. Um, But it'll also do data imports from other platforms. And it does it in an opinionated way where there's like not a lot of settings, just good documentation. And they're like, all right, here's what you do. Just follow these directions and then it just works. You know, capital IJW, it just works. But I'm not the guy doing the work here.
1: I was going to say, I don't feel like you can hack the planet all by yourself.
0: <laughs> yes, I had to have support from a team member. So I talked to our, our our colleague, our friend, our delightful, delightful buddy, Carl Meisterheim, about the reality of the migration and the hoops to fix it and what you got to do. So let us let's get him in here and have him talk us through his experience using Matrixify in this fashion. We we heard moments ago from Stuart Napman who described Matrixify as his his secret weapon or his like cheat code. He's like this is this is the the real deal tool that makes life easy on doing these data migrations into on getting the data into Shopify, and you are using Matrixify in a real life project, going from Magento to Shopify. Right.
3: That's correct.
0: And it's. Have you used Matrixify before, or is this the first time?
3: What's the deal this here? Is, this is the first time I've heard of Matrixify. People talk about it in hushed tones of reverence, but this is the first opportunity I have had to work with it, so I'm pretty excited to try it out.
0: And, all right, initial impression, is it this, like, secret weapon cheat code, at least on data import?
3: Yes, my initial impression is it is very much that. It takes these horrendous CSV files that we throw at it and somehow makes sanity out of it, and it gives you just enough options to do the things you need to do in most cases.
0: I interpret just enough options and it, you know, being able to transliterate spreadsheet insanity into usable Shopify data. uh, That's translating from developer. It's easy to use.
3: (laughs) Yes, it's easy to use. The thing I like about it is there's a ton of things that you could potentially want to do with the data you're bringing in, depending on where you got it from and what the format of the data looks like. And there's no way that Matrixify could anticipate all of those things or even provide an interface that would make sense to do the various one-off things that different stores are going to need to do. But because it's all CSV files, they take the data that you send it, give you the handful of the most common options that you would need to implement, but then they'll give you the file back that they've sanitized, and you can make some more tweaks yourself, do all the custom things you need to do, and then it just works.
0: Hmm... The phrase, it just works, is what I like. So, all right, in this particular instance, we want to migrate products collections, customers' orders, um, and create redirects where necessary and get all of that into Shopify from Magento CSVs. And so we export our Magento CSV. No nonsense there. It's just like, you know, system settings export. A little frustrated that Magento exporting CSVs not as... Uh, robust as in Shopify? Like your only option is you're getting the whole CSV and then you're getting everything and then you manipulate it. Did you have to do anything to clean up this data? This was advice I got when I asked about this on Twitter. It's like, make sure that data from Magento is good.
3: Well, I'm I'm so glad you asked, Kurt. So there there are two things I would encourage people to consider. Uh, The first is depending on the size of the data that you're getting out of Magento, it's a potential common pitfall that the PHP installation Magento is running on does not have enough uh, execution time or potentially even memory limits set in the PHP any file. And so those exports will just fail from the get go, which is something we actually ran into, if you recall.
0: Yeah, I remember I read it. It was like, well, here's a common issue. Like, you know, try to get the CSV out of Magento. Uh, May not be easier that as easy as you think. And then sure enough, as soon as we try it immediately, it's like, all right, well, it's running. And this must be so common that there's like a message in Magento that pops up that's like, hey, here's some things to make sure are happening or it won't work. Yeah.
3: Well, that's that's the funny thing, too, is the error message that came through from Magento very much did not indicate <laughs> that this was the problem. But a little Googling quickly, people chimed down with what that actually meant. Um, and then if you have some server foo in your back pocket, it's not a big deal to increase those limits in PHP runtime and get that to work. It's just not something everyone probably feels comfortable with or even has access to it because you need shell access typically to do that. But once you get the file out, then yes, uh, there's oftentimes lots of issues with the data in the file. So I suggest two things. One, either be really good at Excel, which thankfully a lot of people are, and there's all kinds of resources for working with Excel because you're going to do things like look for duplicate rows based on the SKUs and the titles and things like that and get those out of there. Find blanks or other issues with the data that you don't want in there. But for other folks who don't have Excel foo, like myself, I'm more of a database guy because my background is in database backed web apps for 20 years. There are some cheat codes that you can apply by basically setting up your own local instances of say, like a MySQL database, and you could bring that CSV data right out of Magento into your local database. And then you have the full power of the SQL language to do whatever it is you want to do to that data before you export it again, which is what I ended up doing here.
0: We went from, like, Matrixify cheat code really easy very quickly to you know, Stuart's other advice was oh, hire an agency or someone who's done this before. And as soon as I heard, you're like, yeah, if you're good with Excel, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm a real spreadsheet jockey. I'm with you. And you're like, but it's probably easier just to, like, fire it up in a SQL database and then, you know, work within. The, and then that's when I got terrified.
3: Well, as a caveat to the listeners out there, part of the reason is this particular project we're working on there's over 210,000 rows of data. Um, and so the typical spreadsheet programs that I use are barfing. <laughs> They're very slow. They're <laughs> That's hard the a technical term. I actually don't even have Excel on my computer because I don't have a Microsoft Office subscription or whatever. So I'm using Apple's numbers and trying to use Google Sheets and whatever, or editing the CSVs directly. So for me, it was much more performant to use the local database because it's just a lot faster and I know SQL. But I don't think it's a requirement per se, and especially if you have. Um, Excel and it's not going to choke on the size of the data you're throwing at it.
0: Yeah, I think in our case it is like that Excel spreadsheet to give people an idea of how big this thing. The Excel files, what I think it was 400 megs. 411 megabytes. 411 megabytes, and that was just the catalog. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like uh, also the, it, it not inclusive of the images that those you pull in separately. And so I. I am so blessed to have recently purchased an M1, a, a, a MacBook Pro with the M1 processor. And wow, you know, since buying the thing, I've not seen like having, I've not had to wait for anything it feels like. And so it was a surprise to see like, oh, I loaded up this Excel file and then, you know, try to do a find replace action or try and sort it and like you're going to see that beach ball <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, beach ball. I missed you. Welcome back. This episode was brought to you by the team at Rewind, a trusted Shopify app since 2015. If you're a Shopify partner, join leading agencies like the Taproom, Milk Bottle Labs, BVA, and more in the Rewind Agency Partner Program. You can earn up to $1,000 for recommending Rewind to your clients, and you could rest easy knowing that the hard work you've done for your clients is protected. If you're a merchant, feel confident and enjoy peace of mind that your store is always safe with automated backups. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Learn more by looking up Rewind in the Shopify app store or visit rewind.com. Mention the unofficial Shopify podcast and you'll get your first month free. That's rewind.com. So any other like watch outs, call outs, learnings from doing this migration? Like if you had to do it again?
3: Yeah, well. I think a couple things, one is just recognizing there is an order that has to go in. So if you're doing a complete store migration, you have to go in the order of moving the products over from Magento, do that first, then customers, and finally the orders themselves, because those other pieces have to be in place, obviously for the orders to make sense. The other thing is, I found Matrixify has some really good documentation and tutorials. And so all of this stuff is laid out. They talk about all the sort of edge cases you might want to consider, things to think through. So it's worth it to take the time up front really read through each of those make sure you've got that big picture idea of what has to happen
0: yeah and that uh, that goes along with Stuart's initial advice which was hey plan ahead like take an audit of this is the data that we want to get out this is the data we can get out right and so if there's just stuff you want to leave behind all right i don't have to think about it life gets much easier and so limit it, like inventory of just the data we want to move over And then you have to figure out, all right, can we get that data out? And that's really like platform and configuration dependent where it's like, does this data live on the platform or does it live in an app? All right, can I get it out? And then once I get it out, can I associate it to other things? And then can I import it? And so I think you're right. Reviewing the tool that you're going to use to do the import, which in this case sounds like, especially in the case of Magento, is going to be Matrixify, Review that documentation, and you start to get a much better sense of like, all right, in ideal scenarios, this is how this should go.
3: Uh, and it's nice because Matrixify has been around long enough now that there's you know, not only their own documentation, which is excellent, but a ton of resources that you can easily find through Google where people talk about their own experiences. I would also toss out two other quick gotchas that you want to pay attention to. Uh, the first one is that there's an option when you import the information on the screen for bringing the file from gentle over where you can specify the old site URL. And that's useful for making sure the images will carry over correctly. Um, Oftentimes in Magento, those default locations end up getting adjusted, which was the case for our project. So you really want to make sure you understand what that path is and that you verify that the new URLs for those images are actually going to work. Otherwise, you're going to end up importing all these products and the images are going to be broken. And that's no good for anyone. Um, The second thing is that it's slow. And this is not Matrixify's fault. This is the fact that Shopify has rate limits on APIs. And so if you have a large number of records, just plan on it taking time. It's not bounded by the CPU. It's bounded by API call. So we're talking hours and days, not minutes and hours.
0: And so for our our 411 meg CSV, how long do we think that's going to take to import?
3: (laughs) Well, it's funny you should ask. So I was just looking at this this morning, and there are different aspects of what it's importing. But for the just the products themselves, uh just talking four days.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, I don't think that's
0: crazy.
3: Well, when you're I suppose not, but like, you know, again, coming from a database background, whatever, it's like
0: you feel it's like an arbitrary limit.
3: Yeah, it's it's simply recognizing that it's not as easy as dumping the data and like reading it right off disk into Shopify. It's there's other things happening in the background through the way that the APIs work that just make it naturally slow because of the, the rate limiting.
0: Fortunately, it's something we only have to do once, ideally. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then later, we also have to deal with um, recent data migration. Well, talk me through that that concept of recent data migration.
3: So I'm assuming you're referring to the idea that once we do this import, there's going to have been additional things that happened in the Magento store since we first pulled out those files that we're going to have to account for.
0: Yeah. You migrate your your catalog over, and it's like, all right, in the migration... It's going to migrate everything as of today. And then, you know, in a a store set up, a store migration project like this, we start with the data migration because I want to have all my content present. And then we're going to set up the theme and our apps and our integrations and middleware and all that stuff. And so it could be weeks to months before a site launches after that initial migration. Well, in that time, presumably the other store stayed up and it was getting orders. Well, shoot, what do I do with that? I've got all these orders of customers. Um, you know, a a fraction of what I initially moved over, but they still, I don't want to lose those.
3: Exactly. So in our case, I mean, in the perfect world, you would at least put a pause potentially on adding new products to the store during that timeframe, if possible. That would just avoid having to redo that. Um, But there's really two ways to account for it. One is you can re-export the data from Magento and re-upload it using Matrixify and it will find existing records and it will add new ones. And so it'll catch the new ones and bring them over. That's not such a great solution for us with the products because it would reprocess all 210,000 products, take four days again, which by that time things could very well have changed. But for smaller data sets like customers and orders where we might be talking only hours, that could make sense to do it that way. Alternatively, you could re-export that data and then go into the CSV file and just grab the most recent rows and chop those out and bring just those in. Which is something we'll probably have to do with the products if they keep adding.
0: And the wonderful advantages here is uh, I look I look forward to you having to worry about this for me. <laughs> That's
3: what I'm here for, Kurt. On this
0: this future project. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you. All right, well, all right, to so, uh, wrapping up our matrix of Fi, our glowing matrix of fire review. I so said we're we're thumbs up on this as a utility, but you need to be you go into it eyes open and determine whether or not, like you, you're technically comfortable with it.
3: Definitely. Yeah,
0: but it's not like you're writing code. It's, hey, can you work a spreadsheet?
3: Yeah, and again, it's can you work a spreadsheet and how many rows of data are we talking? If it's a small to moderate size store, probably not a problem. When you get into the bigger ones, as for just the performance becomes an issue, you might have more issues.
0: Yeah, moving a few, you know, moving 500 i entities items over. Is just a lot easier and a lot less fraught than I have to move, you know, ten thousand, a hundred thousand. Just the more you add to it, the harder it gets. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I want to discuss with you is you started a newsletter not long ago called, yeah, you know, on topic called Liquid Li- Weekly. Liquid being Shopify's templating language, and I love it. <laughs> I was, oh, I'm declaring myself subscriber number one. And tell me about Liquid Weekly. What's
3: in it? Yeah, well, thanks for asking about it. So as a full-stack developer, I've been specializing in Shopify for a number of years, but I couldn't find any regular newsletters that had content that I was interested in. And so I decided to start one myself. And it primarily serves three purposes. The First is I look for content that's interesting and helpful to people who do Shopify development, who just are live in this space and love this stuff and want to keep up to date with it. And so that's the goal for each weekly issue is to find those articles, those tutorials, those postings that might be of interest. Second thing I try to do with Liquid Weekly is really use it as a platform to promote and encourage developers in the community. And I do that by helping to profile them. We've had issues where I have developers kind of give us, I call it a slice of life. Where they talk about their workflow and what they do and really help get them in front of potential clients um, where they can showcase their articles that they've written or apps or the projects they're doing. And the final thing with Liquid Weekly is really using it as a way of bringing together those legitimate apps and services and job opportunities for Shopify developers in front of that audience because it's really hard to find a place where you can go and see all that information. Um, And I think it's a win for both sides.
0: Yeah, I've I've greatly enjoyed it. I found it to be a a valuable and interesting resource uh, as as an agency owner and Shopify partner. So where do I go
3: to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. So we go to liquidweekly.com. And there's a subscription URL right there, a form you can enter your email. And there's also an archive page where you can link to and see all of our past issues, look at all our past content. Uh, but it's as easy as that. We're also on Twitter, at Liquid Weekly. And uh, either way, we'll get you on the list.
0: Liquidweekly.com. And Matrixify is good. That's our final final verdict. Matrixify is good. Excellent. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate it.
3: It's My pleasure, Kurt.
0: Our verdict from Carl there on Matrixify is, is, is thumbs up. It works. But, and the but here is, I think with these these data migrations, even with a tool as easy to use as it sounds like Matrixify is, you still got to be real comfortable working with spreadsheets and handling this data and being able to get it. Um, and getting it out of Shopify wasn't hard, but as we heard from Carl, it's like, all right, he had, A, he had to manipulate it a little bit to get it to work right. And that was easier because Matrix 5 was like, all right, here's all the ways this failed. And it details it for you with sane, descriptive errors. It's, but the file was so big, you had to put it in a database to mess with it. I straight up don't know how to do that. I'd be watching YouTube videos for hours before I could even like start doing that. So I think um, you know, Stewart's advice had been, hey, hire someone who's done this before and make your life easy if you can. I'm still going to lean on that. It's self-serving, right? Uh, but... It's I don't know, it's a, it's a complex thing to do
1: these these data
0: migrations.
1: Oh, yeah, it sounds like it. Like there's many different parts that can go wrong.
0: Like 100% it can be done. 100% people have done it before countless times. And without a doubt, it's it's complicated and hard. There's just a lot of places There's just to a go lot of places for it to break. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you have a lot of interdependencies. Um, like even just importing stuff in the wrong order, you'll mess it up.
1: Mm, okay. Like yeah. my
0: products have to go in first and then my customers have to go in and then my orders because orders references both things.
1: Yeah. Orders are made up of products, but if there's no products in there where you upload the orders, the orders just have nothing in them. Or use the, the, the order like data. order' it'll work. Is, the, the inputted order data is useless.
0: And so, you know, I want it to I want it to look good, work right, and just be as close to, like, a native Shopify piece of data as possible. And it, it would let you import it in the wrong order, and it would still work, but, like, then, you know, you wouldn't be able to just, like, click through from the order to the product. And so there's just, like, a lot of little things. You really want someone who has the experience who's done it before.
1: So that's it? I don't need to know anything else?
0: Well, Stuart did have one more pro tip, and this one is valuable because I learned in the past the hard way that sometimes you got to go back to that old store and get a piece of data that was forgotten about. And if you've already shut it down and, like, transfer the domain name, uh-oh, now what? And so Stuart had some sage wisdom.
2: When going through that process, one of the things that we rec- really recommend doing is to set up a, another subdomain for that old site so you can still get to it. Because I guarantee, like, two weeks down the track, there'll be something and you want to reference that or something you missed that you wanted to double check and you want to have access to that site. And so leave it up for a little bit so that you can get to it. And then once you realize that, yeah, when you're comfortable with that, then you, cool, you can turn it off.
0: Stuart's advice was, hey, keep that the old store accessible. It gets its own little mini migration. You move it to a subdomain. So you know we've got, What well, what's the name of your store again? PaulStuff.com? Oh. <laughs> okay. Is there a hyphen in it? <laughs> so at, at PaulStuff, you would then, when the new the the new store, the Shopify store goes live at, at PaulStuff.com. Ooh, yeah, I'm
1: transfer. I'm keeping the domain, obviously.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, why would you give up on that success? The old store, you, you know, for at least a couple weeks, until you know, like, all right, we have not had to touch this thing once. You put it on a subdomain, like, you know... D- dev.paulstuff.com, old.paulstuff.com, paulstuff.com, like, whatever, just so it's there and available to you. And then, like, you could, you know, put it on a password or whatever so people don't don't see it and accidentally place orders from the old store.
1: You know, this all sounds great. Um, it sounds like you really know what you're doing. There's a real good roadmap here. But I think I'm going to stick with my current setup because it's kind of like why I mess with what works. <laughs> you know, I don't want to derail the money trade. Really that I'm currently writing. Really messing with me. <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> you don't have a store, let alone a highly successful Magento store that has made you financially independent. All of these are lies. PaulStuff.com isn't real. Wow. And the movie Hackers had nothing to do with me.
1: I'm calling Julie. We're worried about you.
0: You can still call me Zero Cool. You just can't accept reality. <laughs> Oh, now we're gaslighting me. <laughs> I see what's going on here. Uh, all right, before I lose my mind with you, let's let's recap a few things. So, when considering your, your migration, you got to make a checklist. You got to index the data you need and then decide what data you don't, especially if it's not worth the hassle to migrate it over. Really, a house cleaning. Clean house. Uh, figure out if and how that data can be exported. And I think at this point, for the most part, it, your platform will have some option for dump this out in a spreadsheet and your worst case scenario is like it, either I have to get someone to pull it from the database directly for me or I need to, uh, it, it's living in an app. I recommend, and Stewart at Shopify recommends, hire an agency with prior experience uh, to do this. It's going to make life a lot easier if, you're, if you've never done this before. Uh, or... If you're gonna DIY it, definitely choose to use one of these automation tools like store, Shopify Store Importer or uh, Matrixify, and you could DIY it with that.
1: The the, the agency you hire is gonna be using Matrix Matrixify too. Like from what I've heard of Matrix Matrixify, it's a very powerful and complex product. So beloved by Shopify partners. <laughs> yeah, but like you don't want to roll with it yourself. I don't think probably
0: not like if you have to ask I think it really comes down to like if you have to ask uh, just hire someone to do it you'll if you're you'll know if you have the confidence level to mess with with dealing with a a platform migration like this and then finally I'd like this this easy bit of advice just temporarily you know for two weeks a month whatever leave the old site up on a, a subdomain in case you need to access it it's nice to have that And uh, my final, final bit of advice, make backups. When you migrate to Shopify,
1: make backups. Oh, is there a company perhaps that provides backups? Oh, Rewind. Oh Oh my gosh. Those guys. Are they good? I don't know. Well, I I believe Rewind (laughs) was the the first backup solution. I'm kidding. They sponsored the show. They're the best. 10 out of 10.
0: (laughs) 10 of 10. A plus. All right, I, got, I have nothing else to add on, on platform migrations other than it's uh, you just get someone smarter than, than you to do it. <laughs> Make your life easy. The time has come for our outro. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode, so please join our Facebook group on Official Shopify Podcast Insiders and talk to us. We would love to hear from you. Tech Nasty out. Tech Nasty.
2: Good. Done.
0: Privy is the fastest way to grow sales with email and SMS. You can build your list, save abandoned carts, send money making emails and texts, and more, all in one place. Plus, you'll get coaching and support from e-commerce experts no matter where you start. Privy is the number one rated sales app on Shopify and has helped merchants deliver over 7 billion in online sales. Join the thousands of merchants growing with Privy by signing up for a free 15-day trial today. Just head over to privy.com slash unofficial Shopify to get started. That's p-r-i-v-y.com/unofficialshopify. unofficial Shopify. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors. So please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.